0: Guys, Nick Burnett here. Just wanted to kind of give some information on why I joined the Patreon, why I'm part of the Dynasty Warzone uh, team. Downloaded the Dynasty Warzone podcast. It took one day, to joined the Patreon, reached out to Memphis about a uh, situation with one of my rosters. And the kind of feedback I got was hey, Nick, why don't you give me a call? Uh, we went down my roster and he helped me pull off a couple moves that put me ahead when I thought I was going to be in re- rebuild mode this year. And that's just part of what comes with the Patreon. Uh, just tr- uh, trade talks, just good interaction with guys that love fantasy football. Uh, whether it's 10 o'clock at night or 3 o'clock in the morning, there's always going to be fantasy football talk, whether it's redraft, whether it's Dynasty. I joined a couple leagues with the Patreon members, and it's the same thing. Even in, even while we're drafting, we're still shooting ideas at each other. And if that sounds like something that you want to be a part of, pause the podcast now, join the Patreon, and join a, join a great fantasy football group, but more like a fantasy football family.
1: Are you looking for a reminder of your fantasy football greatness? Are you looking for something to set your league apart from those dime a dozen jabroni leagues out there? Then head over to trophysmack.com and hook your league up with the best trophies in the game today. And not only will you get the best trophies in the game today, you can get a free championship ring up to a $59.99 value by entering in the promo code DWZ ring. You pick out your trophy. Which one do you like? You put it in the cart. You add the ring to the cart. You add the promo code DWZ ring. Makes the ring free. And your league is now a step above the league down the street. So if you're looking for the best. You want to be the best in the game. You want to have the best league in town. Go over to trophysmack.com. Get that trophy. Get that ring. Use that code DWZ ring. And let's have a big season. What's happening, everybody? Happy Friday, and welcome to the Dynasty War Zone, the fantasy fixer upper. I am your host, I am Memphis, and you can follow me on Twitter at DWZ Memphis. And on this week's show, this Friday show, it's something old, but it's something new. I am bringing back a concept that I did a little while ago with the Dynasty Happy Hour networks of network of shows and I hosted a show over there called The Contractor and what I was doing is I was bringing on Dynasty Gamers and I was helping them with their rosters now you may ask why am I bringing this type of show the fantasy fixer-upper you can call me Chip or Joanna I don't care to the Dynasty Warzone versus leaving it over at the DHH well The first reason is a a bit of a moral dilemma I was facing. You know that I run a Patreon here at patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone, and that's a premium subset of access and content for our most passionate supporters and listeners. And I realized while doing the DHH Contractor that I was providing that same premium access and support to another network, and I was still pumped to be helping people. I love helping people. We sign off the end of every show that, you know, we're just here to make the world a better place for fantasy football. But it felt odd doing it anywhere else but here. And I want to go on the record and say that Tyler and the entire gang over at the DHH have treated me great since day one. And I don't mean day one of doing podcasts for the Dynasty Happy Hour. I mean since day one. Tyler's always been kind. He is one of the nicest people I have ever met in this space. I'm super excited to meet him in person this summer in Canton, Ohio at the Fantasy Football Expo. And nothing between he and I's relationship will change. But I felt like this show was best served in the War Zone, in the DWZ network of fantasy football related podcasts. And. All of our guests here are going to be DWZ patrons here on The Fixer Upper. Now, that doesn't mean that you have to be a patron to enjoy this conversation. You can sit back and relax and just enjoy these conversations. You may pick up an idea or two that you like. Maybe it's something that you can apply toward your dynasty roster. And I appreciate you tuning in. And, you know, so what's going to be the same on this show? Well, the same passion around helping people. That's always been my thing. Um, with Dynasty Fantasy Football, it's why I do this. I I love. I am passionate about Dynasty. I love the strategy. I love the game of football in general, and um, the desire to be the best in my league. Uh, before I was big into fantasy football, I guess I always play fantasy football, but I used to be this same way with poker, and I would literally pour myself through poker books and. All the information about the game that I could. And the reason why I did it is I wanted to be better. I wanted more information. I wanted an edge on my competition. And I'll say it. I wanted to win. I want to dominate. I want to dominate the competition. So I was seeking out resources. So that's going to be the same. That's what you guys who are listening to this podcast, that is what you are doing. You are seeking out a resource Whether you agree with me or disagree with me, whether I put a thought concept in your head that you are going to go the opposite of, or you're going to go in line with, my goal is to help you think through your rosters, think through the overall game, and if we agree, cool, if not cool, but my job is to make you think. Uh, What's going to be different? Well, the goal is to keep the shows a little bit shorter. I want to keep every show 60 minutes or less, and this show is only going to run through Uh, the the month of July. So I'm going to do these in May, I'm going to do these in June, and I'm going to do these in July. As a lot of you know, we are going to a full service network in the upcoming season. We're going to have two episodes of the Smackdown, we're going to have the Rundown, we're going to have the Warzone, we're going to have the Big Bet, we're going to have Daily, we're going to have a live Sunday show. Really looking forward to the live Sunday show. That's going to be a party. That's going to be a live party, streaming live on YouTube only. We'll be answering questions. We'll be doing start, sit. We'll have some various number of hosts over there hanging out. And so but the goal of this show is just to keep me personally in the habit of doing about three podcasts a week. How does that fit in my schedule? Well, if I can fit it in now and I can fit it in then. Uh, As well as it will be different in the fact that I have a a less cumbersome, uh, a more clean, uh, a a better produced show that I think you guys are going to like. Give me some feedback. Let me know what you think. Uh, We're going to get these rosters back on track. And the last thing I'm going to do is I'm going to do it in five moves. I'm going to give every guest five moves that I think they can do. We're not going to sit here and filibuster and, and extend the show. That was kind of one of the things I didn't like about doing the DHH contractor. So we're going to you know, have a few minutes of conversation. Then we're going to jump into five moves that I think you can do. So tonight's first guest is a gentleman named Mark. He is one of our newer patrons over at patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. And let me give you a few reasons why that might be something you'd be into. Reason number one, patron, being a patron at patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone that is the ticket to entry for this Fixer Upper, and it's the best way to support everything we do at the DWZ. This streaming service, the Podbean streaming service, everything that, that we do is supported by our patrons. Number two, what are the two V's of Dynasty and Fantasy Football, and really life and value, volume and value. And I meant to say life in general. The two things in life in general, volume and value. You want to get volume for your money and you want to get value for your money. And I do a bonus uh, podcast every week available only on the Patreon. And there's a lot of patrons out there, but ours is still just five bucks a month. No funky tiers, no weird links. I mean, people who do their own thing do their own thing. I'm just talking about my thing. And my thing is a very simple patron. And for five bucks a month, uh, we can get you that that premium podcast. We can get you in the group chat. We can get you some one-on-one help. Reason number three: the show is is the same. It's the the same I think I do every day in the DMs with our patrons. Uh, I I answer trade DMs. I help with rookie drafts, startups, trades, and everything in between. I even do phone calls. Uh, I use my commute on the way home from work to help the occasional patron do a do a dilemma, if you will. Reason number four. Every podcast out there is given player valuations. We do a lot of strategy-based how-to, you know, the nuts and bolts of Dynasty. Everybody can tell you that Justin Jefferson's good. We're telling you how to acquire him, what we would pay, what we wouldn't pay. And there's a whole archive of podcasts that you could listen to as well as new ones every Thursday. And uh, reason number five, patron leagues kicking off all the time. Uh, we just started Patreon 10, the IDP edition. Gotta say, I uh, like a good IDP league. Keeps things spicy. And the final reason, reason number six, it's an amazing group chat full of amazing ladies and gentlemen that keep this thing a rock. And if you're interested, it's Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. You can also slide my DMs. You can email me. It's Gmail. It's Dynasty Warzone at Gmail. We can talk about it in any way. That you want. And if you're not ready to take the leap into the Patreon, cool, cool, cool. Uh, the best, easiest, and freest way to help us grow the Dynasty Warzone is to rate reviews, subscribe, and share us everywhere. YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, the podcast. Leave us a five-star review. I would like to read you one that we've gotten recently. And that is, I've listened for a few months and stuck around. The least I could do is finally donate 10 seconds. Thanks for the entertainment and takes from the entire team. Don't always agree, but I appreciate the different ways you all present information and don't take yourselves too seriously. Keep it up. And that was on Apple. And that was from Andrew S. Andrew S., thank you so much from me and the entire team. Yeah, man, we're just talking fantasy football. We're not talking brain surgery. We're not talking, you know, life and death. We're, we're trying to help you build the best damn dynasty rosters that you can. So, thank you. So, if you could take 10 seconds like Andrew S., and leave us a five star review wherever you're listening, or subscribe, or share the podcast, share it on Twitter, share it on your Facebook page. You never know how that could help us grow. And last thing social media is at Dynasty Warzone on Instagram and Twitter. And I already mentioned the Gmail, but one last time Dynasty Warzone at gmail.com. Keeping the intro look at that. Ten minutes exactly. I'm going to grab Mark. We're going to talk about his roster. Thanks for checking out the Fixer Upper. And I hope you enjoy it. And this segment is brought to you by ViridianGlobal.com. And that is the official apparel provider of the Dynasty Warzone merch. We have our t-shirts over there. We have our dad hats. We have our Jerry NWO themed hats. We have hoodies. We have Raglan's baseball season. Just kicking off a Raglan is a baseball shirt where the body of the shirt is white and the sleeves are different colors. We've got some some tank tops. We have our new working harder than an ugly stripper t-shirt and so much more. This is the brainchild of myself. And our graphics guru, Maddie, aka at Maddie Big Chest on Twitter. We have a ton of styles, and you want to head over there and check everything out. You simply go to Viridian Global, that is V E R I D I A N Global, viridianglobal.com, search the Dynasty Warzone store, and then you'll see all the t shirts, hats, accessories, everything that we have available. To you from a merch standpoint. They are a great sponsor, and we recommend you check them out today. That is the group over at ViridianGlobal.com. Thanks for checking them out. All right, and here he is as promised. His name is Mark. Mark is from Northern California. He is one of our patrons over at Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone and an all around good dude. Mark, welcome to the Fantasy Fixer Upper, man.
2: I already pulled a Jerry immediately. Thank you, Memphis. That's an um, honor to be here, man. I've listened to the Warzone for about two years. Subscribed to the Patreon uh, this past off season, and it's just man,
1: I've I've never been happier with the community that I joined. It's awesome. Well, well, thank you for saying that. So, and thank you for being the the first guest on the maiden voyage. I kind of covered what we're doing when the fantasy fixer upper. It used to be the. Dynasty happy hour contractor uh you know th- that's just how I roll man but uh how are you how is your fantasy and dynasty off season going i know you're a, a busy guy you're uh, running your own small business but how is your dynasty off season treating you so far you avoided like any major major pitfalls from like a free agency or a rookie draft standpoint you having a good off season
2: yeah it's been a great off season like i said i joined the patreon this off season so it's been probably a more active one than I've ever had previously Uh, just gone picking up articles that people are posting in there on bouncing ideas off of people, more trades than I've ever sent before, more dynasty leagues than I've ever been in before. Uh, So it's been a really good off season. As far as pitfalls, I think I pretty much avoided most of those. The roster that we're looking at today is a rebuild. So, um, well, actually there is one that we can talk about when we get to that, but as far as my other leagues, um, you know, one was an orphan that I picked up through the war zone and one was a startup that I picked up through the war zone. It's the mortal combat themed one, which is honestly one of my favorites already, even though it's a $10 league, it's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, and then one Superflex that I had previously joining the war zone, and I can't think of any you know, big pitfalls or any big winners that I had. I pretty much stayed even keel throughout the draft and free agency, which was, I'll take that as a win.
1: Yeah, man. So me, I've, I i can't complain. Um, if I said anything negative, I would feel terrible. Now, I've, I've had some James Robinson get exposed with the Travis yeah. ETN. Yeah, with the Travis ETN pick down there in Jacksonville. But as a staunch supporter of both uh, Sam Darnold and Carson Wentz, I have nothing to complain about. I have, been wa- yeah. I have been walking through raindrops, so I had one of my on-the-way-out quarterbacks traded to my absolute favorite team. So that's a huge win, and I think they can resurrect his career. And then one of my other favorite quarterbacks got traded to a really good situation. So for me to complain about James Robinson or, or any particular share of a player, I've done quite well. So... Um, just want to get to know you a little bit, man. So so tell me about your fantasy journey. I mean, you mentioned four or five, six teams. I know you picked up a couple through us. But mm-hmm. tell us how you got into Dynasty initially and uh, what brought you here. I mean, obviously you, you want to work on your roster. I guess just just tell us about you and, and your fantasy sure. journey.
2: Yeah, sure. No problem. Uh, I joined my first Dynasty about two years ago. Yeah, two years ago. And so we've had one rookie draft since starting that up and that went pretty good. Um, but then, you know, quickly realized that I was in a rebuild that, uh, Dalvin cook, and David Montgomery were only going to get me so far because it was pretty much trash after those two guys. Um, and then, you know, Dalvin cook, of course, always just making me nervous. Almost every single play he's walking out with a limp or holding his side or holding his shoulder or something else. He's always hurt. So I got rid of him. Um, And so, yeah, that was the start of my dynasty journey. And then with that same group of friends that are in that original one, uh, we put together a super flex league uh, because we all were interested in it and wanted to see what it was about. And I guess that pretty much sums up my journey. I mean, I've listened to a ton of podcasts all throughout. I just love soaking up the content and uh, just getting football year round is really kind of awesome. And something that I never was really exposed to before I got into Dynasty. And um, then, you know, I haven't gotten to Devi at all. But that is definitely something that's on my radar. Uh, it seems like a whole different world beyond Dynasty, but
1: Man, there's definitely they, they, some interesting things to it. Those Devi guys and, and ladies, um, one of the best Devi players in the world is uh, Katie from the UTH, Katie Flower. She's an, an amazing Devi player. Uh, as well as Travis May, a uh, great friend of the show, Kane Fassell, Shane Hallam, Nick Whalen, um, Ray Garvin. All of those folks are amazing Debbie people, but it's not for me. It is not for me. I uh, I get just enough grace in my household that professional football and the amount of time I invest in it is, uh, is about M- Mrs. Memphis. She's about at her limit. So if you get into that Devi, I know we were talking before we hit the record button. You are a single gent with a uh, with no children, so may, may, maybe you can dip a toe in those Debbie waters. But uh, uh, no, it, it's a no for me. So so let's start talking about this roster a little bit. So what we're doing something new. Uh, we did some different stuff over at the the contractor, but we're gonna we're gonna work on this team and we're gonna fix it in five moves. We're gonna we're gonna fix this thing up. We're going to make five strategic moves because you can't fix everything up all at once. You know, mm-hmm. if you were fixing up a house, you may not have the budget to do the entire house at once, and you got to do the projects that you can at the time. So mm-hmm. we're going to fix it up. Tell us a little bit about the roster we're going to uh, we're going to work on. Okay, so it's a one quarterback,
2: uh, two running back, three wide receiver, one tight end, and I it here. Give me one second. And I believe three flex. I
1: lost it here. Give me one second, Memphis. You are good. I'm just going to write this down. I'm going to do a little editing. Plus, my dog flapped her ears. <laughs>
2: okay, I misspoke. Uh,
1: so, that so just is go, one just flex
2: go, on the ears. So, just
1: go, just go right back into it like you were going to tell me about it for the first time. So, it's a one QB. Okay. Go there.
2: It's a one QB, two running back. Three wide receiver, one tight end, and one flex spot. So pretty bare bones league. Um, none of the fancy stuff. No tight end premium. Uh, one point PPR. Ten man league. And as you know, far as...
1: Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, but that's a great way to start. Yeah. Oh, I love this league. Dip the toe. You don't have to... I mean, if you want to do a cannonball on the deep end, by all means, go ahead. You want to go... You know, 16 GM, Superflex, Tight End, Premium, Must Start, Two Tight End, Auction League with a budget and, a, and an IDP. I mean, you can you can add every bell and whistle, yes. but as you're getting used to Dynasty, there's no point in getting in over your head because you'll wind up in a spot that you don't want to. So, you were talking about the roster, 10 team. Um, just tell us about some of the better players and uh, some of your areas of concern.
2: Okay. Well, main area of concern and main area to fix on this team is running back. Those were the guys that I shipped off initially. Once I knew I was getting rebuild, sent off Dalvin Cook, uh, got two firsts and Stefan Diggs back. That was before Stefan Diggs went just balls to the wall last year. So I ended up selling him after the year that he had, but we can get into that in a minute. Uh, so running back is definitely a sad spot. I'm sitting on uh, Jeff Wilson, Damien Harris, Daryl Henderson, Zach Moss. So some youth there, uh, some maybe unproven guys, and then the only one I have any level of confidence in is Jeff Wilson because I've actually seen him do it in the NFL, and he has had good games. Um, but you know, Niners just drafted two running backs, so he might find himself falling down that draft or down ready to the say. depth chart.
1: Yeah, I was like, um, uh-oh, because of Jeff, yeah. Jeff, Jeff Wilson. Um, but before you get into the wide receiver tight end position, why don't you yeah. talk about your area of strength? Now, this is a one QB league, but you happen to be doing really well at the quarterback position. Tell us about your QB group a little bit.
2: Yeah, my quarterbacks are super solid. So I
1: had Kirk
2: Cousins initially, and then I got Dak Prescott in a trade for $40 fab. We're in a $1,000 budget, so $40 is like you know, a dime that you could find in your couch, essentially. And then I also picked up Jalen Hurts in last year's rookie draft pretty late. Let me see when I grabbed him. I grabbed him at the 4.09. So I was pretty happy with that. Um, And he's looking to be a monster. So I'm pretty set at quarterback. I don't have to think about drafting any quarterbacks, which is a nice spot to be. I could also think about dealing one of those away, like Dak Prescott, and picking up one of the quarterbacks. Uh, That's one thing that I've considered. But yeah, quarterback is a definite strength. And then I have some solid young wide receivers like Rager and Chase Claypool and uh, Juju. Not in love with Juju, but I do like what the man has done in the NFL and what I think
1: he could still do. Okay, uh, but before we go any further, I was looking over yeah. your roster. Actually, I think I, I think you've, uh, you've you've buried the lead, as they say in the radio and podcasting business. I think your best running back on this roster, in my opinion, is Damian Harris. Now I know you're a working man. You listen to a lot of podcasts. We're recording this on Wednesday after Jerry and I recorded our veteran stock up and stock down on the Dynasty Warzone. Man, you got Damian Harris. I think Damian Harris is going to be an absolute beast in 2021, and that's double if Mac Jones becomes a starter. I like statuesque quarterbacks for my running backs. Yeah, And and Damian oh, yeah. Harris aver- averaged 13.7 rush attempts per game, and uh, I think you're doing a little bit better at running backs. You, you mentioned Juju and, and your wide receivers. Uh, any other wide receivers you want to highlight before we move mm-hmm. into your tight ends and then we start talking about our five moves?
2: Yeah, so I mentioned that I traded away uh, Stefan Diggs and who I got in return for that, although I'm not in love with this trade, just to tell you up front. Um, so I just traded Diggs just because I saw that his value was at the ceiling, and even though he's not on the backside of that age apex, I see it approaching. I see it coming in the next two to three years. So I wanted to get max value for him, and I failed to do that, man. I got... Uh, Tyler Boyd, who's the same freaking age as Stefan Diggs, and Jalen Rager and Cole Beasley, and uh, 22 seconds. And to get that, I gave up Sanders, uh, Manny Sanders, Diggs, and Naheem Hines.
1: All right, and then real quick, uh, tell us about your tight end group. So tight ends, I've got Jonu, who I'm pretty happy with. And David Njoku and Blake Jarwin. Now, Blake Jarwin is one of my guys. Uh, He was my guy last year. He got hurt. Uh, He is attached. And and here's the thing. I just, it's not that I think he's the most talented dude around. It's just that I truly believe in the opportunity that he is going to have there in Dallas. So we, we've covered the majority of this roster. Um, Also, uh, just real quick, why don't you give me a quick rundown of the, the rookie picks that you have, because you are quite loaded uh, with 2021 and 2022 rookie picks. So I have three first round picks in
2: 2021. I have the 1.1, 1.2, and 1.6. And like I said before, this is 10 man. So six is right on the other side of middle of the draft. And then I also have two seconds and two fourths this year. And then looking forward ahead to 2022. I have two firsts,
1: two seconds, two thirds, and two fourths. Sorry, three seconds. So you are loaded. And not only do you have three firsts, but you have the 101, the 102, and the 106. So I am ready to start talking about how we're going to fix this roster in not one, not two, not three, not four. We're going to fix this roster in five moves. Are you ready?
2: I'm ready. Let's do it.
1: All right, man. Let's talk about your QB position. Let's let's talk about quarterback. Now, you have Dak coming okay. back from injury with the with the ankle issue. You have Kirk Cousins and you have Jalen Hurts. The first move that I would would I would I would look to make is can I move Jalen Hurts in season for a 2022 pick? I mean, clearly okay. more often than not you're going to be playing Dak. Um, you you might, you know, maybe Dak has a really tough matchup, I don't know, maybe he plays the Rams, or, you know, Washington has a really good defense, maybe he's playing a bad weather game, but more often than not, week in and week out, you're going to be playing Dak in that league. And the drumbeat, especially from the redraft community, which, let's be honest, I host the Dynasty podcast, and we're doing a podcast right now, but the... The drumbeat in the redraft community, whether it's the fantasy footballers, whether it's Matthew Barry, whether it's Heath Cummings and the guys at CBS Sports, you're going to start hearing that drumbeat for Heath Cummings. And that's going to pique the interest of maybe a, a league mate or two. And I would be, you know, if it was a super flex, dude, you, you would be in there. You would be pure gold. But can, can you use one of those later picks? Can you move? a Jalen Hurts and the hype attached to him in a 1QB league, can you move him for a 20-22 second and then use one of these many draft picks that that you have on this roster and can you replace a a Jalen Hurts? You know, use that 202, or should be 201 or that 206 and maybe get a Trey Lance, maybe get a Justin Fields. That's about the area. We did a mock draft on Monday on the uh, FF SmackDown. That was a podcast on Tuesday and that was about the range that Fields and Lance started coming off the board. And you may get a fellow GM that wants to, you know, pick up a, a Jalen Hurts-type guy. And uh, you can replace him on your roster with a guy with equally, equal upside from a fantasy perspective like a Trey Lance. Except he's going to have much more draft capital and surrounded by a lot better weapons. So that would be the first move I would make. Is is there any Philadelphia Eagles in this group? Is there anyone that you know of that has maybe a, uh, an interest in Jalen Hurts? We have one diehard, hardcore Eagles fan in this league.
2: Uh, so I've already, I'm already playing that through in my head as to how I should present this to him and make it not appear like I'm going after his, his Eagle fandom, but just, hey, dude, I know you might like this guy. And I know you might see the a potential for him on your team. Would you like him?
1: Something like that. Um, I, I think that's gonna, a, that's a fantastic that's a fantastic way to uh, approach the conversation. Hey, One man. question that
2: I have on this first idea is: Do you think it's better to do it? In season or now, because I feel like his hype is really high right now. After Devonte Smith just got added, and they avoided grabbing a quarterback. And if he doesn't work out immediately, then that price is just going to start falling dramatically.
1: Well, you're you're super on the right track. Um, I would just say, hey man, look, I know you're an Eagles fan. I'm sure you're excited that he just got Devonta Smith. I'm getting Dak back. Dak is my starter. Um, you know, would you be interested in picking up Jalen Hurts? It's, yep. it's as simple as that. It's, it's, I have found honesty is going to be the best policy. You know, yeah. hey, I know you're an Eagles dude. I know Jalen Hurts is your dude. I know there's a, a ton of optimism for him in the fantasy space that he's going to be a top five QB this year. I thought between you being a fan and, and he being on your team, would you be interested? And if the answer is no, cool. Or you know they may come back. Well, with watch your price? And mm-hmm. let, let's talk about it. Can, yes. can you can, can you add a twenty twenty two second to Jalen Hurts and walk away with with that guy's 20, first I mean, I think
2: that would be very th- th- that, very, that's very fair. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I'm I'm giving you Jalen Hurts and a and a second. So you're going to have two seconds, but you won't have a first but you're going to have a very high performing asset. So basically what are you giving up? You're giving up one round of draft capital to get a guy who's got from, you know, industry voices around the fantasy space that think has top 5 upside and and you're you're only losing a round of draft capital. I think it's a fair offer. You don't yeah. have to base it's kind of like credit. You don't have to pay now. You don't you can pay you, basically I don't get paid on this deal till next year. But that's cool. That's cool. You you just stash another 20 uh, 2022 first and, and and that's a deal that will pay you later that's like putting money away in your 401k or investing in the stock market or put it, hell putting it in a savings account that's a deal that will pay you back because if you go after this particular GM's first right now he's gonna be like damn man you know the draft's coming up I'd like to get Devonta Smith or maybe you know get another guy and if it's kind of again it's like credit if you let him pay you down the line with a 2022 he'll, he'll figure out his 2022 situation in 2022 yeah. it's it's going to become a lot more appealing you wouldn't be using jalen hurts anyway and it's just like it's it's basically um i continue to use this uh this reference a lot it's like dogecoin you know you got it super cheap you got him like with a late fourth round you know pick in your rookie draft last year you got him super cheap he's super hot right now like dogecoin or dogecoin whatever the hell and you're just going to cash out, and you're going to put that money in the bank, and you're going to reinvest that later in, in, in a different investment. No, nothing wrong with doing that. So that would be my first move. Are you good with that move? You would. Yeah, would you I like that move a lot, and I think that's uh, really achievable too. All right, move move number two. We're gonna, we're gonna move number two. We okay. are. Um, we're gonna address this running back, this running back crew. Um, move three is going to be a little bit more interesting. Move number two is, I think, with either 101 or 102, you have to get the alpha wide receiver in this group. You have to get Jamar Chase. No one's going to jump you. You know, you can take him 101, you can take him 102, but um, you know, you know, think of like um, like bands. You know, there's Gladys Knight and the Pips. There's um, you know, th- th- there's a front man and then there's backup singers. And this, this draft is full of a bunch of backup singers. You don't have too many stars. Jamar Chase is the star. He is the alpha. You know, he, You know Tyler Boyd's a great complimentary piece. Juju, if he bounces back, could be a nice complimentary piece. Uh, Jarvis Landry, I think it was Jarvis Landry, is a nice complimentary piece. Cole Beasley, by the way, in full-point PPR, is going to have more than enough value as much as they put the ball in the air in Buffalo. But Jamar Chase is the alpha. He is the 101 for this particular team. You know, um, as I'm doing rebuilds, uh, I do it where the running backs are the last ones that I add. And why do I do that? It's because the running backs have the shortest shelf life. Okay, so they're going to have, you know, a three, four, if you're lucky, five or six year window... But man, an alpha wide receiver, I mean, think about it, if Jamar Chase follows the the career arc of a Julio Jones or a Devontae Adams or a DeAndre Hopkins, you could have that guy for eight, ten years. He he could his career could outlast this league. I hope not. I hope you and your boys stay in this league together forever and just modify it over the years. But he would be like the, the next big piece. That would be my move number two. Any, any issues yep. with Jamar Chase? Any concerns nope, with Cincinnati? No issues whatsoever with that.
2: Uh, pre-draft, pre-NFL draft, I had it pretty locked in my mind that I was going Najee, Etienne. I would have you know the guaranteed workhorse and then the high upside guy. But with the landing spots of Javante and Etienne, which I don't hate by any means, but it's not immediate uh, payoff i've really been leaning towards the direction that you're talking about where i get naji and chase or and you, forgot to tell me you and chase
1: you, i didn't mean to interrupt you there you yeah did, no, you tell me you had chase claypool that's a great upside I do. Play yeah yeah it's a great yeah. so so there you go man you're gonna have your solid stud in jamar chase you're gonna have the home run hitters home run hitter in chase claypool he may give mm-hmm. you four PPR points. He may give you 40 PPR points, but you're going to have your solid stud. You've got your big upside guy, and then you got the underrated, undervalued guys like Landry, like Beasley. So I, I think Chase at, at, at the 101 or 102, but that's my third move. Let's talk about that 102. Before, Before we man, move on, can yes you clear sir? up
2: something for me, Memphis? Absolutely. So uh, as I started coming around to this idea that you brought up, The one thing that kind of stuck in the back of my mind is, oh, that's going to kind of suck that you gave up digs for mainly Boyd and some other pieces. And if you have Boyd and Chase, then, you know, they're competing with each other. But I don't really think that's much of an issue because Boyd could be gone soon. Uh, Chase could clearly take over as the alpha. I could trade Boyd, whatever. But my question, when I look up uh, contracts on, you know, SPOTRAC or over the cap, they, when I look at Tyler Boyd's contract, they have a potential out in 2021. And I kind of understand what that means, but I'm never quite sure if they mean previously to the 2021 season or after the season is
1: over. When is their out? Based on the way that I've read those, unless, unless it specifically denotes a June 1st, Like right now, there's a lot of talk about Aaron Rodgers being traded and that um, the Bears just released a left tackle, and they designated him. His last name's Leon, L-E-N-O, and they designated him a a post-June 1 cut. So there are certain certain times where teams can save money. That's the Aaron Rodgers situation. His uh, salary cap hit to the – his dead cap hit to the salary cap goes way down after June 1st. So maybe, unless it says that, it means that they could have saved a lot of money by letting him go going into the season. But here's why it doesn't matter. One, it's Joe Burrow. Two, over the last two years, this offense in Cincinnati has averaged about 600 pass attempts a game. That is more than enough volume to make sure that Jamar Chase gets his. So I did this math on the Dynasty Wars on this week. Let's let's say for it's forty attempts a game, and Joe Burrow okay. completes sixty-five percent of his passes. Okay, that's going to be 27, 28 completions a game. Okay, I think I actually it. heard
2: you talking about this on a podcast when I was sure. at work today, and that's what started to get yeah. me thinking about it this other way. Is that Boyd is not something
1: to hold me back from James. No, but Boyd can still get four or five catches. He can be like a spot flex. Yeah. You know, You know. so if if you just start taking that 28 completions and start in your mind, how, how would you see that pie being divvied up amongst the Bengals' skill positions? And you see there's more than enough left over for both Boyd and Chase to be successful. And, you know, God forbid, you don't handcuff wide receivers, but if something were to happen to Chase, Tyler Boyd becomes, you know, your de facto wide receiver one. And, and you see what happens in the off season. So, for me, i have got to, you. you got to have that stud to build around it. I think Jamar Chase is your guy. And, and then that will take me to move number three. And move number three is, for me, I am drafting Najee Harris. You only have to start two running backs in this group. Uh, I'm with you. Coming into the draft, it was razor close. I was leaning uh, Travis Etienne. Had he landed in Miami? Had he landed in Atlanta? Had he landed in Buffalo, uh, had he landed just about anywhere else but Jacksonville, I probably would have had him ahead of Najee. But I read today it was a Pittsburgh beat reporter, and he was talking about that this is the most complete running back they've had in Pittsburgh since Le'Veon Bell. From a pass catching standpoint, from a from a, a, a pass blocking standpoint, from a running standpoint. And what was the big knock on the the Steelers last year? They didn't run the ball enough. They didn't take the pressure off Big Ben enough. And they didn't add any real skill position guys. They did add Pat Fryermuth, the tight end out of uh, Penn State, ironically. But I I just see a world where, uh, and and what did I say earlier? You want your your pass-catching running backs or running backs with the ability to catch passes tethered to quarterbacks that don't move. If anyone can't move at this point anymore, it's Big Ben. So this is a team where I'm starting to put together your starting lineup in my head, and we're looking at Dak Prescott, we're looking at Damian Harris, and we're looking at Najee Harris. Then you're looking at Jamar Chase, then you're looking at Chase Claypool. The next thing you know... You know, it, it depends on how the schedule goes and how the workload goes for some of these young guys, but you could see a path where you could be very competitive right away. W- would you agree with that?
2: Yeah, I agree completely with that, and I actually love this move. Like I said, Najee's been my guy since – I mean, like I said, I'm not into Devi, but I've been looking at Najee Harris for damn near two years now, just knowing that he was going to be the dude when he got to the NFL. So I love that move. That's a – I hadn't heard that beat reporter that you mentioned from Pittsburgh talking about how complete he is. Cause I know some people put some knocks on like his top end speed and some few like pinpoint parts of his game. But I feel like people are always just trying to like find a way to zig when other people are zagging, which is a good strategy, but sometimes people take it too far and they're just seeing stuff that isn't there. They're going for the mirage.
1: I call I call it fatigue, you know. Fatigue. Pe- pe- people still have Facebook fatigue, but last I knew, it's still the biggest social media platform. Now, I don't use it. The Dynasty Warzone Zone doesn't have a Facebook page, but it's still the largest social media platform. But the reason why you start getting TikTok and Instagram and all these others is because people get fatigued. People mm-hmm. were so fatigued. We have heard about Trevor Lawrence for so long that people – Still want to throw a little shade at Trevor Lawrence. It's the same thing with Najee Harris. People thought he would have came out last year. He didn't. He went back to school. And we have a little Najee Harris fatigue. I think the Steelers have been so good for so long, we have a little Pittsburgh Steelers fatigue. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. Um, but, But this is one of those classic don't outthink the room. You know, I, I i like a I like a good one handed catch every once in a while, but a solid yeah. two hand a solid two hander over the middle. Uh, g- g- give me that. I don't want to say guarantee because there is no guarantees in, in fantasy football, but give me the guy on a good offense that I feel like should have a significant snap share right off the the jump. You need your first round pick to contribute right away, unless you're in Green Bay. Then they do things differently in Cheese land. but. Uh, you, you need that guy to, to compete right away. Anything else on Harris before I hit you with move number number four?
2: No, nothing else on Harris. But I, this just occurred to me that uh, you're right about fatigue, 100% right. People just get tired of seeing this Board. guy up at the top, and they don't want to see him at the top anymore. One guy that I've not heard any of this about is Kyle Pitts. Nobody has anything bad to say about Kyle Pitts. He is the
1: dude. Well, he's only been the dude for a short while, you know. He really broke out. I remember in September, okay. you 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 couldn't you couldn't go to Twitter on a Saturday without seeing Kyle Pitts, Kyle Pitts, Kyle Pitts. Uh, we actually were again we were talking beforehand. I'm doing an auction. I'm doing an auction rookie draft right now, and I would say the average GM in this league probably has like 200 bucks. Now some guys did like the productive struggle, so they've got a bunch of money, right? They they they've got money. Uh, Kyle Pitts went off the board. So again, the average GM probably has two two hundred and fifty blind bid dollars. He went for six hundred and sixty six. The two big dogs in the in the yard went were going toe to toe. And to put that in perspective, this is not this is a tight end premium league, but we only start with one. And as of last I checked, he he being uh, Pitts. Was go he went for six hundred and sixty six. That's two hundred and twenty dollars more than Najee Harris, and about two fifty more than Travis Etienne, and about four hundred and fifteen more than Javante Williams. Oh, so, that is
2: disgusting, Memphis. That is so, that's so how that,
1: that, that was going to be my move number four. So great segue. Um, okay. At the at the one hundred and six. Now, if this was a tight end premium. I would totally recommend, you know, sp- you know, punting the, the running back position, kicking that can down the road just one more time, and, you know, seeing what you could do. But at the 106, um, I like this. You know, my personal rookie rankings at the 106, I have Jalen Waddell. But right next to him, I have uh, Trey Sermon. I have always been a big proponent of drafting running backs and trading for wide receivers, now you also have the two hundred one in this class, and at the the two hundred one in a one QB league, I have Trevor Lawrence, but also in that range, I have I have Devonta Smith as my uh, he he's at the one hundred eight. I don't know that he'll fall mm-hmm. to the two hundred one, but then you have uh, Rondale Moore, Amari Rogers, uh, Amari Ross- B, Shotty B. I mean, th- there That's are my plenty dude of guys right there. Well, see, th- there you go. the, the, the I think we're going to combine two moves into the fourth move, and okay. we're, we're going to we're going to use the one o six. And if he's there, I know people are, might say this is a reach, but they did trade up for Trey Sermon in San Francisco. He is uh-huh. dealing with such running backs as, um, well, Raheem Mostert, who's made out of untempered glass. Forget tempered glass for a second. <laughs> he's made out of untempered glass, so he he shatters upon impact. I mean, Jeff Wilson's a nice player, I guess. And then then you got, like, you know, Jermichael Hasty and just a handful of dudes. And, you know, Trey Sermon's got a nice pedigree. He played at Ohio State. He played at Oklahoma. And with this roster, I would go Trey Sermon at the one – if he's there. I'm not saying that he's not going to go. And I I know someone's in their car. They're jogging and they're at the gym, you know, lifting weights. And they're like, God, Memphis, you can't take him – Listen, more than likely, Javante Williams is going to be gone. We know that Najee Harris is going to be gone. Travis Etienne is going to be gone. And as much as I like some of these other wide receivers, I would much rather let let an Elijah Moore, a Shadi B, someone like that. Let let Mm -hmm. one of those other wide receivers slide to me at the 201 and try to stack additional – because you need running backs more than you need wide receivers. Yeah. So if you were able to get Trey Sermon at six and add another wide receiver at two hundred one, I think that's uh, that. That's the fourth move I would make on this team. Okay. Any, any questions or any any pushback? Because I know you said Shotty B is your guy.
2: Yeah, yeah, I like Shotty B, and I know he'll be there at the two point one. Pretty confident in that. Um, I do know that this is a running back hungry group. Typically in our our last rookie draft, which was. Obviously an outrageous running back class, but I think our first six picks in the Tin Man were running back, running back, running back, running back, running back, running back. Running back. Um, so there's a possibility that he's not there, but if he's not, then that's going to push somebody like Kyle Pitts down to me, which would just be an auto draft in my opinion.
1: Well, that, that's what I'm doing. I'm doing the math in my head. So if you go sermon and Harris at one and two, we we've agreed to that, right? Mm-hmm. And someone goes etn at three, mm-hmm. Javante Williams at four. If someone snipes, you with Trey sermon at five, Mister. We'll, we will we will just have to accept that Kyle Pitts fell in our lap, and move Over. on. To- <laughs> hey, hey, our, our 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 fourth move just went from Trey Sermon at six to Kyle Pitts at six and Mr. We'll figure yeah. out maybe a Michael Carter or someone at the two oh one and yeah. we'll Or we'll in twenty twenty two down the road I'll get the other running back. Alright, and I, I got one I got one last okay. move for you. Um so I, I have seen this in every in every draft this year, and that is you have the two oh six. Now, in my personal rankings, which you have access to as a Patreon over at patreon.com forward slash dynasty warzone, I have that as Amon Ra Saint Brown. Uh, I do like the landing spot. I like the uh, opportunity. He's going to have an opportunity for volume. He's competing with Tyrell Williams and <coughs> Brashad Perriman for reps. Uh, obviously, TJ Hawkinson and Swift are there. So, uh-huh. but, but maybe, maybe that's the piece that you package with. Uh, Jalen Hurts to get that 2022 20, first. So you're okay. you're giving you're giving that Eagles owner you're giving that Eagles owner not only are you letting him buy on credit, but you're letting him have both of his pieces today. Hey, yeah. you can have you can have Jalen Hurts today. You can have this 206 pick today, and all I want is your 2022 20, first. There's more running backs in the class next year. Um, I was looking at a list the other day. Uh, there's a guy named Spiller, Brees, Hall's in there. Um, There are four or five really good ones, and, you know, there's always going to be a couple more that pop their head out of the woodwork and have another crack at a really good first-round pick in 2022. You know, Mm -hmm. let's just fast-forward for a second before we look back. You know, if if you're looking ahead and, you know, Jamar Chase works out, you wind up with a second wide receiver at 201, or um, (laughs) we're hoping that Kyle Pitts falls to six, but we'll see. But if you wind up with a second wide receiver at 201 like an Elijah Moore and that guy hits and Mm -hmm. Jarvis Landry is still solid. I mean, Jarvis Landry, he's never going to be worth as much in trade as he is the points he puts in your roster each and every week. He's just a solid contributor. Agreed. And and there's nothing wrong with that. I feel the same way
2: about Boyd, too. Like, I'm not going to get enough from a trade for Boyd. I might as well just ride him out at this point.
1: Well, it's perfect, man. You got to start three. You got to start three wide receivers. You know you're going to be starting Chase. You know you're going to be starting Claypool. Claypool is your home run hitter, week winner, dude. And, and then you just play matchups. Oh, hey, I mm-hmm. like Jarvis's matchup. Oh, hey, I like John. I uh, like uh, Cole Beasley's matchup. Oh, hey, I like you know, you know Tyler Boyd's matchup. You just play matchups. Yeah. In that th- in that third wide receiver position, and you're just you know you're you're thinking through the game every week. So that fifth move, that 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 fifth pick, I would do one of two things. This is my fifth and final move to help you fix this roster. You ready? Yep. I'm either going to package it with Jalen Hurts if the Hurts, yeah. If that GM won't take your 2022 second, he's like, how about this? How about I give you Hurts in my 2021 second, this 206, and I'll just take your 2022 first. You get both things up front. It's okay. it's, it's 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 buy now, pay later. That's that's the kind of the, the the offering that you're putting on the table for that owner. If you can't move that pick, you can't move that two o six. The move I make there with this roster to give me another young piece. You're gonna you're gonna have a lot of black and yellow. Maybe you can fire up some Wiz Khalifa on Sundays, but I would draft Pat Friermuth. I know that might be a bit okay. early in a non tight end premium. But the Steelers, speaking of contracts they can get out of, they can get out of Eric Ebron's contract at the end of this year. And think think about this young roster for a quarterback next year. It's not really has anything to do with your roster, but just think about the Steelers. Big Ben's gonna yeah. be gone. You're gonna have a roster with Chase Claypool, <laughs> Deontay Johnson, Najee Harris, Pat Fryermuth. Maybe they resigned Juju, maybe they don't, and then they're gonna add a quarterback. That's going to be a really good young nucleus, um, good play calling there in in Pittsburgh. And, man, the, the the more pieces that you can have in good offenses is, is, is a thing. And I like yeah. Blake Jarwin, um, but I, I have been doing this the last couple of years because if you don't have a George Kittle, if you don't have a Darren Waller, if you don't have a Travis Kelsey, you should not leave your rookie draft without at least one tight end. Mm-hmm. They're lottery tickets. <laughs> you just need one to cash to get, to, to get and there. And Pat so. Furmuth to Jordan? Yeah. I'm not a Brevin Jordan guy. I hate the fifth-round draft capital. Um, okay. I mean, the Colts drafted a guy named Kylan Grayson in the fourth round. They passed on Brevin Jordan to take a dude that I had mm-hmm. never really heard of. That okay. kind of tells me a lot. Chris Ballard's not yeah. infallible. But I was I was doing this the other day. Here are some of the names of guys drafted ahead of Brevin Jordan. John Bates. You probably didn't know that name before before the, mm-hmm. the draft. I mean, Hunter Long was a little somewhat known. Trey McKitty out of Georgia. Tommy mm-hmm. Trimble out of Notre Dame. Those are some names maybe you had heard. But we are told the whole time Brevin Jordan. And if you want to use one of your later picks and add Brevin Jordan too, I, I, two thumbs up on that as well. But those are the five moves we're going to use to fix this team. What other questions do you have for me before I get you out of here? And thank you for your time.
2: I don't have any questions, man. I mean, you set up a really good action plan for me. And I'm really excited to start setting some of these moves in motion. I'm going to message the Eagles fan the minute that we end this podcast. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he uh, his first-round draft capital might not be the highest. His team is – Amazing. He wanted our, our first year, and then his team only got better from there. He traded all his draft picks except for his seventh rounder, which ended up to be James Robinson. That was his only pick from that rookie draft. So his team wow. is just gross
1: right now. Uh, yeah, well, but man, I mean, there's another selling feature. Hey, man, you're giving yeah. me your 2022 first. It's probably going to be the one, the 109, 110 again. You're exactly. getting a second. You might not even be moving a half, or you might even be be moving a full round you might only be moving a half around yep. that, that, that that's a great conversation piece to uh, to add into your to your conversation with mr eagles fan
2: i hope you didn't think me uh me rude i was taking notes on my phone
1: throughout <laughs> i didn't I, want you to think i was like texting some girl or something I'll, first of all a couple of things there one um, i super appreciate you taking notes um but too, man, if you're texting a girl, I'm, I'm all about that action, boss. And <laughs> it, 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 it could have been work. I don't know, man. I just know that I appreciate your time. I appreciate you being the first guest on the the new Fantasy Fixer Upper. Um, I'm only going to be doing this for the rest of the month of May, June and July, because we're going to get into August. We'll be rolling the big bet. We'll be rolling seven days a week in season. But uh, this is my way of... a spending more time with our patrons over at patreon.com forward slash dynasty Warzone, oh, man. And I want to thank you for being an active member of the community and a great dude. So thanks for jumping thank on you, Memphis. With
2: like I said, man, it's been an honor being here. It's been great chatting with you. Um, I look forward to doing it more in the future. I've always kind of thought that uh, podcasting would be something interesting to get into. So maybe I'll hey. see you around
1: down the road. Hey, man, little uh, little uh, spoiler alert. Some of the Patreons are creating their own Patreon podcast, and they've been sharing it on our Patreon channel. So I know this is basically a walking pe- podcast version of an ad, but you know what? We have a lot of kick-ass fun over at, yes. Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. But on behalf of that man, his name is Mark. My name is Memphis. And remember, here at the Dynasty War Zone, we are just trying to make the world a better place for fantasy football. We'll see you back here real soon with more football goodness. Thanks, guys.
0: Hey, guys. Nick Burnett here. Just wanted to kind of give some information on why I joined the Patreon, why I'm part of the Dynasty Warzone uh, team. Downloaded the Dynasty Warzone podcast. It took one day to join the Patreon. Reached out to Memphis about a situation with one of my rosters. And the kind of feedback I got was, Hey, Nick, why don't you give me a call? Uh, we went down my roster and he helped me pull off a couple moves that put me ahead when I thought I was going to be in re- rebuild mode this year. And that's just part of what comes with the Patreon. Uh, just tr- uh, trade talks, just good interaction with guys that love fantasy football. Uh, whether it's 10 o'clock at night or three o'clock in the morning, there's always going to be fantasy football talk, whether it's redraft, whether it's dynasty. I joined a couple leagues with the Patreon members and it's the same thing. Even in, even while we're drafting, we're still shooting ideas at each other. And if that sounds like something that you want to be a part of, pause the podcast now, join the Patreon and join a, join a great fantasy football group, but more like a fantasy football family.
1: Are you looking? For a reminder of your fantasy football greatness. Are you looking for something to set your league apart from those dime a dozen jabroni leagues out there? Then head over to trophysmack.com and hook your league up with the best trophies in the game today. And not only will you get the best trophies in the game today. You can get a free championship ring up to a $59.99 value. By entering in the promo code. DWZ ring you pick out your trophy which one do you like you put it in the cart you add the ring to the cart you add the promo code DWZ ring makes the ring free and your league is now a step above the league down the street so if you're looking for the best you want to be the best in the game you want to have the best league in town go over to trophysmack.com get that trophy get that ring use that code DWZ ring And let's have a big season.